Down Folk Podcast. I'm Luke Harrison here with my dad, Mark Harrison. Howdy. Uh, doing another day of 30 Days of Hope. Uh, so devotionals that we're kind of doing throughout the month of April to communicate hope, I guess. <laughs> um, so the blog that you've kind of written. Oh, shoot. Um, go to mydownfolk.org slash blog and you can read the blog that we're talking about on the podcast if you're not already there. Um, so the blog that you wrote <laughs> is about Luke 4, 18 through 19, which is also Isaiah 61, 1 and 2. Um, and I'll just read it real quick. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and he has anointed me to be hope for the poor, freedom for the brokenhearted, and new eyes for the blind. And to preach to prisoners, you are set free. I have come to share the message of Jubilee, for the time of God's great acceptance has begun. Um, so... When you were thinking about writing something for 30 Days of Hope, what made you pick these verses? Well, because um, a couple of years ago, they really kind of tripped me out. Because uh, at the end of Luke 4, a little bit later after that, it talks about that today the scripture was fulfilled in your hearing. And that kind of blew my mind. He's 800 years after it was written. He's going, today this is done. And it was also before his crucifixion and resurrection. Because that's when my thinking is normally that it is finished, you know, because he said it is finished then. Yeah. And here he is, this, this is the very beginning of his earthly ministry, saying that this part is fulfilled today while he's sitting in a temple. Yeah, so let's see. I'm just going to go into here. So you're talking about two years ago. Yeah, kind of blew me away. Um, <laughs> you can read so that. you say this sent me deep into Isaiah 61 to see what else Jesus was talking about so what else is in Isaiah 61 well <laughs> here on page 807 you can see what's on the rest of page 807 <laughs> you're very specific but <laughs> yeah, $5 to the first person that tells me which Bible I have <laughs> um, you promised that to the internet and this is out there forever so you're probably I promised it to one person you probably are going to have to pay a $5 at some point uh, I hope so and I hope that I get to tell a lot of people that they found it but somebody else got it first because that means <laughs> that they're going to be in looking at Isaiah 61 <laughs> it's, uh, it's kind of my uh, my thing the last couple of years you know just looking at what else is in Isaiah 61 good news to the afflicted Bind up the brokenhearted, liberty to captives, freedom to prisoners, and the favorable year of the Lord. I mean, the favorable year of the Lord is the year of Jubilee. Debts are forgiven, and people's stuff goes back to them, and all kinds of great stuff just there in the first verse and a half. I mean, um, and then to realize that that can be my life, that my life fits into those things, that if I'm afflicted, he's got good news. If I'm brokenhearted, he can he binds me up. And it also tells me what I'm supposed to be doing as a Christian for others, because Jesus set an example for what we need to do right here. Oh. So that's what I want to do. I want to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because if it was fulfilled then, Jesus is saying it's fulfilled 2,000 years ago, then it's fulfilled now, right? Yeah. And then it was written 800 years before that, so we're, we get to do our best to live out something that was written 2,800 years ago? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what to do with that. And, it, and it, it, it's like it applies now, and it's a real message of hope to, you know, it literally says to be hope <laughs> in the... Right. 
that there's, particular transla- translation that I put on the blog, yeah, had the word hope in it, which is kind of like, okay, I'll use that translation for this. Yeah, it, it's the passion translation on the blog, by the way. And the, another thing, here at the ranch, a lot of folks that are listening probably know what we're talking about. It talks about rebuilding the ancient ruins and raise up the former devastations, and we will repair the ruined cities. And, um, you know, we've just had a lot of work to do here. And a lot of people have done a lot of work over the years. And, and um, we're kind of living that out a little bit. And that's kind of cool because uh, at Dawn of Hope, people come with hope, for hope. And they don't even know they're coming for hope. And um, we're just kind of living out different parts of Isaiah 61. That, that's another one. I don't know if that really makes sense in the moment or not. But yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> and it, And... It's kind of crazy, you know, hope can come in a lot of different um, forms, I guess. It would be forms. Um, <laughs> but one of the things that I'm really finding that's been true in every podcast so far is that the, the verse and subject that people have picked has had to do with having confidence in God. Mm-hmm. And some of them are more directly about that than others, but, you know, yours is saying the spirit of the Lord is upon me and he has anointed me to be hope for the poor freedom for the broken and all these things yeah. and that's having confidence in God too that's like <laughs> you know what I mean yeah, that's, that's, it's that's like good. I think mom's uh, one of mom's that I recorded I can't remember if it's the one I posted yesterday or not <laughs> but one of the ones I recorded with mom was a she literally said in it God has my back in the prayer at the end oh. <laughs> but that's what this is about too it's like you say here, this scripture helped my belief and faith that God really wants good stuff for me. And that's like a really simple way of putting having confidence in God. Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly right. And um, I think one other thing, just in terms of giving hope and this Isaiah 61 just being a, a, a chapter that's really alive, is a lot of us have goofed up in life and things like that. And you get down here to verses 7, which is still on page 807, by the way. <laughs> it says, instead of your shame, you'll have a double portion. Instead of humiliation, they will shout for joy over their portion. Therefore, they will possess a double portion in their land. Everlasting joy will be theirs. Somehow, here in the Word, it took somebody that had done something shameful and said, oh, God says I'm going to give you double. That's a hope I can hang on to. Right? <laughs> and that, like, that word everlasting joy is words that's two words yeah that's it I've counted. everlasting joy <laughs> is a crazy thing too because that's almost a thing like you read that's one of those things that you read through in the bible and it's not like you don't think about it right everlasting joy is a ridiculous thing to even think is possible yeah you know what I mean everlasting joy means that it's joy that's always happening yeah that's that's kind I mean, of uh, in those uh big things like the universe that we can't even wrap our mind around yeah <laughs> like you have to imagine a, like that it's a possibility to wake up every single day and be joyful and go to sleep joyful and not have a lack of joy at any point in between that every day that sounds like having confidence in God yeah there yeah. you go <laughs> <laughs> oh man I tell you I just you know, the, the hope that comes through Isaiah 61 for me is just off the charts. And I just hope that my hope <laughs> is that somebody else can, uh, can kind of get into 61 and see what Jesus was quoting over there in Luke 4 and saying, this stuff is for me. You know, bringing the good news to the afflicted 
I always used to um, kind of think, um, you know, bringing the gospel to the poor is what other translations say for Isaiah 61, 1. And I, I guess I didn't think much about what God was saying because I always kind of thought that was kind of like those little pats on the head that you get from somebody when you're a kid. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> or maybe even worse, the Lord saying, bless your heart. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really, you know, good news to the afflicted or good news, gospel to the poor means there's hope for that situation not to stay that way. Yeah. Well, and the gospel is a message of hope anyway. Yeah, like the point of the gospel is that there is a hope when there wasn't before, right? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> um, I have to scroll back down to where I was. <laughs> All right, so I'm just going to read part of your last paragraph here. Um, you said, It turned my head from thinking about how I could blow it to thinking about how I could succeed. Since God was clearly for me, I know that there are lots of places where God said that, but this just added a finishing touch to the idea. As we make plans here at the ranch and for church, it's so nice to know that Jesus has already said that he's for me. So, every, I, I'm going to laugh, because I don't know what number this is that I've recorded so far. This is day four, right? That'll be day four on the podcast feed, but I've recorded like six or seven and every single one of them has had this theme, I think. <laughs> but they've all been different at the same time, which right. is great. Um, I think some of the... When talking about like other places, it says that God's for us, you know, like a hope and a future, you know, and things like that. Um, they... I don't know. When did Jesus talk? And then this is Jesus talking, saying... Isaiah 61, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the afflicted. This is him talking explicitly, starting off his first message as a teacher. Yeah. I mean, this this was the first thing he said. This was, this was the beginning. It's like, so everything else that he taught, did, healings, miracles, all that all comes under the heading of this. Yeah. And so he spent, you know, the first thing he said, he felt this was the most important, the message of hope was the most important thing for him to, you know, he didn't start it off with the Holy Spirit or something. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, he yeah, favorite. That's right. Which, not that's not a great thing. It is. But. <laughs> He's who picked to start with this. Yeah. And that's kind of cool. And that was part of that whole thing about, you know, in the last couple of years is that this is what he chose to start with. Yeah. And he, he read these this first verse and a half or so, and then he closed the book. You know, and I imagine that book was probably pretty old. He didn't yeah. copy it. I mean, he's reading something that's 800 years old. I don't know that what he was reading out of was 800 years old. But, you know, I, I can kind of imagine the dust <laughs> clap and the dust from the papyrus or whatever, you know, <laughs> flying in the air a little bit. And yeah. Everybody's looking at him like, Dude, you just started. Now you're closing the book. <laughs> well, because, I mean, he's literally saying, like, if you really think about it being the first thing he said, he's really saying, you know, God's with me and he's anointed me to do these things. And then, you know, later he says to his disciples that they'll do greater things than him and all this okay. stuff. And he's saying, I am here to 
be hope for the poor, freedom for the brokenhearted, eyes for the blind, to preach to prisoners that they're set free, and to share the message of Jubilee. And then he's saying that everybody else is going to do greater things than that. Yeah. And that's like, that really great things. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's like everlasting joy. You know? Yeah. You can't wrap your head around it. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you think about it, like, hope for the poor is just literally, like, like the worst part about being poor in that day is that it's completely hopeless. Like there wasn't, it wasn't America now where you could start a podcast or a YouTube channel or something stupid and then get to the, you know what I mean? <laughs> like you can go from the bottom to the top pretty, not easily now, but right. you know, it's possible. It's possible. It wasn't as possible then. And so that's literally, and then freedom for the brokenhearted eyes for the blind. Like it's literally, he's, these are the people that have issues and he's just fixing them. Yeah. And then he's saying, y'all will do better things than that. And it's like, you kind of have to think to come up with something better than that. Right. Well, <laughs> let's even just start with that. Yeah. See <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, your prayer at the end here, I'll just read the prayer real quick. Um, Dear God, help me deeply understand that you've already fulfilled every need for hope that I could ever have. I purposefully plant the scripture in my heart for you to grow in me. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, so, you know, that's kind of a purposeful prayer. Like, I purposefully plant this scripture. So normally I would just ask you what you meant by this, but I'm going to use that and say, what do you mean by plant this scripture in my heart? Uh, well, thank you. I meant to um, say that earlier, too. Um, God's Word is something that we're supposed to plant in our heart, and we don't know how it grows, but we do know that it grows. And, um, yeah, that's also one of Jesus' teachings. And... Um, so by planting Isaiah 61 in, in my heart, um, I don't know how God has made it come so alive to me. It is alive to me. So my prayer for others is to plant this scripture just that same way that I pretty innocently did a couple of years ago, and that this scripture will become, you know, like a full head of corn, you know, um, in, in their heart. Um, maybe even greater than it is in my heart. That makes sense? Yeah, so we don't really know how it works, but you meditate on the scripture and it grows within you, kind of. Which, like, it's kind of a weird thing, like, a little bit, like, we just sat down to do this and I kind of read the scripture at the beginning, but, like, a couple of minutes ago, I kind of went, oh, that's what it is. Like, (laughs) even though I, like, knew what it is, like, I couldn't put into words what changed about me reading it, but it did. (laughs) Hard to describe on fire. First, first the sprout. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You have anything else? No, that's awesome. All right. um, Thanks for listening, everybody, and subscribe and come back tomorrow for day five. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Dawn of Hope podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast feed and turn on notifications for more conversations and audio versions of Sunday's teachings. Our Sundays begin with a light breakfast at 9.30. The service begins at 10 o'clock. Groups and Bible studies throughout the week include undivided young adults groups Sunday evenings at 5 o'clock, bringing young adults from all walks of life together. Follow-up Wednesdays at 6.30 on Wednesdays, a conversational Bible study based off of Sunday's topics led by Michael Roberts. Prophetic writing on Thursdays at 6.30, hearing God's voice through journaling, led by Joanna Harrison. 
All events are at Donofoe Branch at 178 Palmer Drive in Florissant, Colorado. If you would like to donate to Donofoe, you can visit mydonofoe.org and click the donate button on the sidebar. If you're interested in holding an event at the ranch or would like more info on anything that we do, please call us at 719-687-3425 or send us an email at info at donofoperanch.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Don of Hope podcast. Mm-hmm.